1: why your relationships tend to always go wrong and why it's so difficult to understand them? Welcome to You'll Do Anything For Him, You'll Do Anything For Her with your host, Dr. Maureen Hosier. Author Maureen Hozier explains how individuals can work to become self-aware and find some answers as to how their relationships may be able to work for them. So now, please welcome the host of You'll Do Anything For Him or Her, Dr. Maureen Hozier.
2: Hello there. Welcome, everyone, to You'll Do Anything For Him, You'll Do Anything For Her, A New Relationship Perspective. Coming to you live from the BBM Global Network, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and Apple iTunes, I'm your host, Dr. Maureen Hosier. Wow. Good to be here. Thank you. So I want to start in it. You were just in it with someone you care about. Can you can you picture that? Maybe you were screaming and hollering, trying to be heard and understood? Or maybe you were talking civilly and trying to be heard and then shutting down when you weren't listened to. Maybe you just ran away from the situation. Or maybe you started arguing and standing up for yourself, defending yourself. But you are in it. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'd like you to see if you can place yourself in that moment. I, I know most of us can. So, you know, the words "standing up for yourself" seem to come a lot. Come a lot in that situation. Um when you're in it, that you have to stand up for yourself. Well, I want to take it to, take a look at the word standing up for yourself. That doesn't make a lot of sense to have to happen when you are with someone who supposedly loves you. So look at your words. You have to stand up for yourself, which means see if you can feel this. You're you're feeling put down, you're feeling not existent, you're feeling unloved, uncared about, maybe worthless to the person that loves you. You're just feeling Little. And it doesn't make sense that we have to argue our way into existence with a partner, someone who loves us. Okay, that's one perspective. It really doesn't make sense that that's how we would resolve a situation, a difference in opinion, a difference in perspective, a difference in um, caring, it doesn't make sense that we would have to stand up for it feel It would feel like in that situation that you are being bullied. Okay, so hopefully I'm painting this picture, but this is someone you love. Someone that loves you. And and all of a sudden, someone has to be right. Someone has to be wrong. Someone has to be on top. Someone is on the bottom and less than, um, doesn't know what they're saying, doesn't know what they're talking about. Just is wrong. And... Again, little. And when I say little, that's feeling like a child. So we have an adult relationship where one person is determining that they are right and you are wrong. Now, you can either be in that position or stand up for yourself. Now you're determining and you're trying to establish and as my one of my favorite singers says is being really obstinate about wait a minute I'm right and now you're in the either or situation where one of you is right and one of you is wrong and you're stuck and our only way to handle that, or there are several ways to handle is handle that, is to continue to argue and fight, or it is to shut down and walk away, one of you, uh, or one of you is trying to get the other to shut up, and that's going both ways, you're each trying to get the other to shut up, and... It's such a bullying position and it's emotionally immature, emotionally young. So your young self, your emotionally young self is there in that moment in an either-or situation. Either you give yourself up or you attempt to fight back And it's an either or situation now between the two of you. I think here in the United States that we tend to have that uh, belief that we are entitled to win. One of us is right, one of us is wrong. And so this is how we solve our differences. Or this is how we try to solve our differences. And an argument is never going to solve our differences, ever. It's just not. Because That moment, the two of you are emotionally young. Remember, I have said now that you are probably between two and three. Well, you can't really say much at those ages as far as uh, your vocabulary is concerned, but you can certainly be fighting about something, um, trying to establish your own power so two to three to ten, that's our our—that's the place in there, maybe eight, really, something in there. I think even um, many people really believe, and it has been researched, that our personalities are emotionally, emotionally we are, um, by the time we're five, the structure inside ourselves, our emotional structure, is established. So okay, three to five years old, and we are fighting about things. And we are fighting about things, as you can see, in this moment in time, certainly here in the United States, certainly here between countries, certainly, I mean, it's kind of ridiculous how we're trying to solve issues. And when we're we're emotionally young, there's no way. Need to take a commercial break? This is you'll do anything for him. You'll do anything for her. A new relationship perspective. Live from the BBM Global Network, Tune In Radio, iHeartRadio, and Apple iTunes. See you soon.
0: The earliest human societies worshipped a female goddess. Little is known about this time because we did not always have a written recorded history. It was around 3100 B.C. when the Sumerians invented the first written language, and everything that preceded this time is prehistory. The prehistorical record includes all of women's unwritten history from 30,000 B.C. to the time that men began achieving political power around 3,000 B.C., Male feminist artist Kimberly Berg maintains a strong position in educating and inspiring both men and women through his devotional art to the goddess in all women. Studying their history is paramount to understanding who women were and who they would become later living in a patriarchal society. To learn more about this important time in our history, go to www.isisrising.net.
2: Hi, welcome back. Two, you'll do anything for him, you'll do anything for her, a new relationship perspective. Live from the BBM Global Network, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and Apple iTunes. I was just thinking here, you know, hopefully with these broadcasts, that with this show, you'll understand that maybe... Both of you will understand that you'll not do anything for each other, not give yourselves up to be in the relationship. But then how do you solve this difficulty of being in it? And your emotional personality, your emotional emotional self is very young. And you really don't have a way to solve this interaction between you this either me or you interaction. You don't have a way to solve it except to argue about it and uh, emotionally react. So this doesn't make sense. Our having to stand up for ourselves, are you having to stand up for yourself with someone who loves you? It, it just doesn't make sense as to how we would function uh, in order to make the relationship work. Now, remember, again, that this standing up for yourself probably came out of, most likely came out of your interaction with parents. Parents are bigger, taller, taller stronger, <laughs> more articulate, and of course they're able, if they want and really don't know something different, they're able to bully their children and get or attempt to get what they need from their children in, in you know, how the parent wants them to be. It's easy to control a child, mostly, unless a kid is having a uh, an emotional breakdown. Um, but that doesn't mean that that's the way a parent wants to handle it. It's just our parents didn't have parents who knew how to handle things differently. We're coming into a period of time here where we're having to figure out how to do things differently between parents and children. So we're not, they're not, children are not so emotionally reactive and that's their emotional development when they're 21, 22 and going off into their independence. You know, we, we have to figure something out here. And I think in this crazy time period that we are in right now, it's very volatile. Um, feels crazy time that we're in right now. I think we're, I think we're involved in a growth period, although it doesn't feel so good. I think we're in an emotional growth period here. How do we figure out how all of us can live together and feel that our democracy is serving us as people? Um, So again, now I'm going to go back. So depending upon what happened and how severe and traumatic it was with your parents, this is what you're going to bring emotionally to the relationship with your partner. And out when we were children, the difficulty with being in the less than position being in the bullied position being in the position of having to stand up for yourself if if that was what was happening in your household it might not been and and that was good but that doesn't it that's not true for many of us so the What comes out of that position is children have to go into their heads then to figure something out as to how they want to handle. Well, it's really not that. How they feel about what's going on. If they are having an emotional Reaction where they're feeling like they have to stand up for themselves. Then that moment is completed, it's done. That doesn't mean it's over for the child. What it means is now, often means is, that the child is left alone with the th- thoughts that are going on in their head. Now a lot of kids or a lot of I'm not kids, a lot of uh, clients who come in here tell me that they're very analytical, which tells me they've learned very young to start to analyze, try to analyze what's going on and if they were the one that was bad or um, what could they do to be good, what they should have done, what they should have said? how they uh, should have handled it and how they're going to try to handle it differently the next time and who was right and who was wrong. They'll they will uh, perseverate on that moment about who was right, who was wrong, what really happened, what really didn't happen. The child is now in their heads Disconnected from the parent, and the child is now trying to figure things out. It's for me that's a, a split that is very hurtful and trying for the child because they're trying to get back into the parents' good graces on their own the parent isn't reaching out to do that the child is the one that's having to come to the parent and try to repair and reconnect the relationship so that child already knows a lot then in however many times this happens with a parent that is dissatisfied with their child the child already knows A lot about being alone and being disconnected. Commercial break at this point. This is You'll Do Anything for Him, You'll Do Anything for Her, a new relationship perspective. Coming to you live from the BBM Global Network, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and Apple iTunes.
0: Health requires commitment, exercise, a good diet, proper supplementation, and action. So take action today and get your supply of essential liquid nutrients by visiting www.essential-liquids.com. Don't put off your health any longer. Take essential products today and start to measure the difference.
3: the Realization of Your Dreams by Making Them a Reality. Based in Quebec, Canada, Joanne is also a space coach, using social media and Skype to work with anyone, anywhere around the world. Contact Joanne Charette today at 819-360-3266 or email her at actionrealization@live.ca. 819-360-3266. Now is your time.
2: Welcome, everyone, to You'll Do Anything for Him, You'll Do Anything for Her, A New Relationship Perspective, live from the BBM Global Network, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and Apple iTunes. I'm your host, Dr. Maureen Hosher. Uh, if you have the urge to call in, the number is 866-451-1451, and looking forward to your calls. So we're back with the child that's just been in an interaction with their parents where the child learns because this happens over and over and over again, they're having to learn to stand up for themselves. So here are the adult words in a relationship. Of someone having to stand up for themselves. Okay, so can you see there the connection to the emotional maturity level between an adult and a child? Your emotional developmental level is determined in your interactions with your parent. If these are the types of interactions that you have a With a parent where you're right, you didn't do things right, you should have said this, you should have done this, and why didn't you do this? And you're at least emotionally abused and maybe physically abused, too. And however many times this happens a day, and however many times this happens in a week, or a month, or a year, or 18 years, this forms... Our personality structure. We're so used to handling things then in a way where we are emotionally immature. Going back to the one-person relationship. When there's a one-person relationship, someone is on top as and is in charge. The other is on the bottom and submissive and deferential, and accommodating, and people-pleasing, and this is how we find our relationships. This is the person that we will connect to. It is practically guaranteed that we will connect with a person who is reminds us very clearly of one of our parents so if we can begin to get this then maybe maybe we can begin to understand that we must look for ways to emotionally grow up and a relationship is one of those ways it's a painful way to do it but it's it's it is a way that we have the opportunity to emotionally grow so Want to get back to this moment where a child then has to go into their head. It isn't that they just shut down. We've got two parts of us. We've got a thinking part of us and an emotional part of us. It isn't that they just shut down and walk back into the relationship that they have in their family. You know, the activities and that stuff going on They're having to hide a part of themselves as they go back in to be accepted by their parent. They had to stuff their feelings. The child had to stuff their feelings, spend time in their head all alone, disconnected in a relationship that is the most important thing in their life when they're little, When they're, you know, 10, when they're 15, the relationship is so important, critical at three, four, five, six, seven and eight and on. But a relationship that is traumatic with a parent is going to cause this. Well, this person knew the, the child doesn't get to be the child that they could have become in a relationship with a parent that was caring. The parent was caring, flexible, understanding, accepting, um, emotionally caring and respectful. And the focus did go from the parent to the child. And, and it was all about the child. The boundaries were there, the reasonable boundaries, the acceptance about how the child saw things and helping the child see things differently, that there is that caring, flexible, emotionally loving person there all all the time. Most of us did not have that, and and reasonably, in the sense that I have said before, our relationships are evolving from power out of power because power is not working for us. Okay, so, again, if you, the child, is made fun of, made to be wrong, made to be wrong, made to feel stupid, made to feel responsible, made to be the person at fault and feel worthless, made to feel like you're not worthy of your parents' love. Your ability then to be in the world as a teenager and then as an adult is impaired. That's a lot of emotional trauma for a developing kid to have to be subject to. And again, remember, kids must suffer through that position, that emotional position alone. And again, then the next step is where does a kid go? They go into their heads. And where does an adult go then with a partner when they're in it and they are so in love with this person? They go into their heads. We'll return in a couple minutes. This is You'll Do Anything for Him, You'll Do Anything for Her, a new relationship perspective. Coming to you live from the BBM Global Network, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and Apple iTunes. Animal lover, author,
0: artist, and public speaker, Patricia daly is a Renaissance woman in her own right. A lover of animals from a young age, Patricia lives on a farm in Virginia and has rescued neglected thoroughbred horses, keeping them or finding them safe havens. She is also a published author, and her books document real-life experiences that she shares in her passionate stories, taking the reader around the world in a colorful kaleidoscope of life. An accomplished artist, Patricia Daly-Life's oil paintings feature animals, portraits, stills, nature, and abstract, and she allows the brush to paint the image in an organic, natural way. A public speaker, Patricia is motivated to continually wonder about life and advocates for all of us to do the same and document our own unique history. To learn more about Patricia Daily Life, visit www.literarylady.com and www.patricialife.com
4: or email her at pdlife at gmail.com. Hello, I'm Steve Fagan and I'm president and CEO of Fagan Associates, but I'm also a life coach. I'm here to help you reach your dreams, goals, and objectives. As a life coach, it's my job to be your support, to be your teammate, to help you understand what is your dream, what is your life passion, and then together, we work as that team to help you reach your specific goals. Life is worth living the best you can be. Working with a life coach, you're fulfilling those dreams and goals is your passion and it's your way of living. Let me help you do that today. Let me help you really reach the best that you can be as a person and live the life you should be living. I'm Steve Fagan. I'm a life coach, and I'm here for you.
0: Contact Steve Fagan at FaganAndAssociatesInc.com or call 1-800-239-2701.
4: And I'll be glad to help you move forward to live the life of success. Reach your dreams, your goals, your objectives. We can do it together.
2: Welcome. This is You'll Do Anything For Him, You'll Do Anything For Her, A New Relationship Perspective. Live from the BBM Global Network, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and Apple iTunes. I'm your host, Dr. Maureen Hozier. Okay, we were just, where did a kid go in this disconnected, very frightening, very alone emotionally traumatic place. They go into their heads. And in their heads come solutions. Now they may not make sense to anybody else, but their solutions make sense to them. And I think this is where when we see shootings and these kids coming back into the schools, even adults in 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 these mass shootings who are emotionally very young are making the statement That they exist. Because they're teenagers, adolescents, young adults, or adults, that doesn't mean that they are emotionally their chronological age. And this is how people solve their feelings of aloneness, of separation, of distance, of feeling non-existent. Somebody has a gun, somebody shoots some people, they have a few minutes before the end of their life if they're shot that they feel. That they exist. It's that what they're trying to do, they're acting out their feelings. And this is a mental illness. And I think I've said this before to you, I heard on NPR several weeks ago that, and I'm not sure where the which segment or show it was, or who was even speaking. So it may not be true, but I'm going to say there's in a range. I I see a lot of people that are emotionally very young, that one out of five children are mentally ill. That means there's going to be one out of five adults who are mentally ill, or whatever that huge number is. That's, what, 20%? So, now, looking at our times in, from that perspective, what's happening now may, may make more sense. So, this is a very difficult time for us right now. How we're going to figure out how to be a more emotionally mature society or how to work things out so at least everybody is fairly comfortable and feeling like they don't have to give up themselves in order to exist. Remember in a several sessions ago, I said, this is what the crazy station is. When people are in their heads, it is the crazy station. But I don't want to continue to call it the crazy station. Because I think it's more recognizable and, and feeling-wise more recognizable if I use the words in your head. You all know when you're in your head. Not, is isn't that you're standing outside yourself and recognizing that you're in your head, but you, you feel when you're in your head. You're obsessing. You're blaming somebody. You're wanting to hurt somebody. You're wanting to hurt yourself. You're enraged. Or you're so sad and alone and physically aching because you feel so alone. And these thoughts are triggered in the present. By bullying, being bullied, feeling bullied, rejected, loss, being criticized by your partner, or by your own self-criticism. Your own. Remember the bit I mentioned the book in your head by the bitch in your head, how to squash, or something like how to squash the the bitch in your head your own self criticism, your own put-downs or put-downs from the outside, real or imagined, being laughed at, your fear, your anxiety. Your head is just spinning about your thoughts about what's going to happen if well, in the future, you know, you're you're just so sure something's going to happen or you're worried something's going and you're perseverating, you're obsessing, you're unable to stop these thoughts. Your loneliness. You'll never find someone again. You'll never meet anybody. These are huge statements, but they are triggered when you are feeling disconnected from people that are important to you. So, there is, there are a lot of people who are so unhappy, feeling so disconnected, and the more that you are in your head about what you think is going on around you, the more paranoid, vulnerable, angry, reactive, emotionally reactive, and alone and lonely you can feel. You begin to make stuff up. You think people are watching you. You think you're the center of attention. And I'll return to that statement after the break. This is, you'll do anything for him, you'll do anything for her, a new relationship perspective. Live from the BBM Global Network, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and Apple iTunes.
0: Abuse happens every moment of every day. According to national statistics in the United States, Every two minutes, someone is sexually assaulted, and every 10 minutes, a report of child abuse is made. Those currently struggling with abuse, or if you know someone who has been the victim of abuse, you are not alone. Whether physical, mental, emotional, or sexual, know there is hope, there is help, there is healing. Author Tammy Hall has written a book from her own account of abuse called Journey of Courage, that can guide you through your own personal journey of healing. Stop struggling through life. It's your story. It's your healing. And it can begin with the first turn of the page. Visit www.journeyofcourage.com to begin your path to becoming the person you were ultimately created to be. Healed, hopeful, happy. Horses, mystical, present, past, and future, all in one wild, free, domestic, and healing for everyone. Betty Hames knows this and has put her horses to good use with Nature Connect Equine Coaching. Her mission is to help people affected by the loss of hope and trust in their lives and to rediscover the wonders of nature through nature-connected learning so they can rebuild their lives and live peacefully with newfound hope, trust, and joy. Betty Hames is also a certified elite life coach, a Washington State certified counselor and chemical dependency professional. She is passionate about partnering nature with healing. And through horses, she sees amazing results and transformation in lives that might have otherwise been lost. Call 509-830-9225 and visit her at HamesLifeCoaching.com. Hold your horses. You're in for the ride of your life.
2: This is You'll Do Anything For Him, You'll Do Anything For Her, A New Relationship Perspective. Live from the BBM Global Network, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and Apple iTunes. This is Dr. Maureen Hosier, And I've been sitting here thinking over the break about being in your head. So you've been in it with your partner And now you've had no way to reconnect. I've had clients in here who uh, you can't even imagine what crazy things they think their partner is doing or saying to them when they're in it. And I I, when people are in their heads, they either they are making stuff up out of their own interpretation of what just happened or it's the truth for them. Well, I can't say that it's the truth that that did happen. But trying to make sense of what two, po- two people are upset about and trying to get them disengaged from this disconnection, trying to get them stopped in their tracks to remember that they're being emotionally reactive is next to impossible. It really is next to impossible. I had uh, a couple come in, and they had been using the technique that I had suggested to them, and that was to be responsible for their own emotional reactions and catch themselves, be accountable and responsible to themselves that they didn't want to be handling something in the emotionally reactive way that they both committed to that. They both committed to being responsible for their own actions and catching and stopping their emotional reactions when they got further into it. Well. They had to come into the office because it, it had worked for about two or three weeks, and they'd had a great time. They'd had a great time together. And then, wow, out of the blue came this huge fight that they had. And I'm, I'm grateful that they aren't physically reacting uh, because I, I won't work with people who are physically reacting. I can't get that stopped soon enough. Uh, and both people are in danger of getting hurt. So if they were in my office and had told me that they were physically fighting or one was physically attacking, I would refer them out to someone else um, where their their goals are very immediate But so this couple was not physically fighting, Uh, felt like it was, but they weren't. They were emotionally battering each other. And the situation was that uh, she had asked her guy to uh, leave the door open for her. She was uh, going to be Going to talk with a neighbor uh, across the way, and uh, that she would be back soon. Uh, in relation to the, the guy was watching the NBA playoffs, and he said, "Yeah, be about two and a half hours." And she said, "Okay." So then, um. She called somewhere along the line, said she, you know, was going to stay a little longer. And he said, fine. And and they had made an arrangement to leave the door open uh, for her to come in. And he didn't have to, you know, wait up or uh, look for her to return to open the door. So she returned later when she when she got to the front door, it was locked. And that kicked in for her something she was upset and he so she knocked and it took a while before um, he got back to the door Um, I can't remember if they called or, or or something whatever happened but by that time she was very upset so she could not understand why the door wasn't open. He opened the door and I don't know if, if she blasted him or I think that's what happened. And in that attack, that emotional attack, he felt clearly attacked. He attacked back and she felt clearly attacked back. And this was an argument that went three hours later was still going three hours later each of them in and each of them emotionally stressed beyond belief and just each of them trying to be heard and understood that that's how they experienced it, that's how they, ex- they saw it, and they knew it to be true. That's what the other person was doing. Obviously, he was mad at her and had locked the door. And he said, no, he wasn't mad. He had forgotten, had gone out and came back and had locked the door. So we need to return, I mean, to go to a commercial break. I'll finish this up. This is You'll Do Anything For Him, You'll, uh, You'll Do Anything For Her, A New Relationship Perspective, live from the BBM Global Network, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and Apple iTunes. See you soon.
0: My Dreams, My Challenges and Joys is an inspiring book by author Linda Genazzo. This real life account of raising a child with autism from birth to adulthood takes you on a journey of compassion, love and hope as it tells the incredible story of a devoted family and their beloved daughter. Together they faced adversity and never stopped believing they would find the help they were seeking. A breast cancer survivor, Linda Genazzo has a giving heart. With a background in social work with the mentally ill and the homeless, Linda continues to help families in her community. And her book, My Dreams, My Challenges and Joys, brings greater awareness to autism and those families in need. To purchase your copy, visit www.lindagenazzo.com. It's also available on Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. Don't delay. Get your copy today. Jenny Friend is a licensed marriage and family therapist and a certified clinical sexologist, commonly known as a sex therapist, with over 30 years of experience in the field of sexuality. She's been a researcher and teacher and is further trained in human development over the lifespan. She's also a published author and a radio personality. Her specialized training in lifespan developments means she can help individuals, couples, and families through difficult developmental phases. Her primary ways of working are through the tools of cognitive, behavioral, and psychoenergetics theories and techniques. Couples, individual men and women, and families are also welcome. She can meet in her office in Costa Mesa, California, or on the Internet through Skype at Jenny Friend MFT. Call 714-210-9200. You can also send an email from her website at www.centerforclarity.org. That phone number again is 714-210-9200.
2: Welcome back to You'll Do Anything For Him, You'll Do Anything For Her, A New Relationship Perspective. Coming to you live from the BBM Global Network, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and Apple iTunes. This is your host, Dr. Maureen Hozier. So we were in it with he and she, and both of them exploding at one another, emotionally exploding, blaming, criticizing, and then bringing up things from the past. And both of them then, you know, or he's saying, well, she's not like any other girlfriend that he'd had. And she, of course, is saying, well, you're not like any other, um, you know, other boyfriends that I have had. And each are obstinate and not willing at all. They come into my office and they're still not willing, excuse me, to stop the emotional reaction so we can begin the reconnection. So at the end of the session, they're still in it. I'm having trouble not getting in it as well. And so I say to them, and I say that very firmly, look, if you cannot stop this emotionally reactive place between you your relationship is done and they both walked out of the door saying that's fine it's over it's and I said come back when the both of you will be able to begin to want to learn to contain your emotional reactions. They were just fighting. Had they had guns, they would have been shooting at one another. And so this is the moment that has to change. This is the moment we're dealing with out here in our, our times One person wants one thing. One person is seeing things their way. The other wants something else and is seeing it their way. And each are blaming and criticizing the other. There is no room in that moment for them to get past it, reconnect, well, repair, and reconnect the relationship. There is just no room. We're left with that, we can see that in uh, our politics, Republicans, Democrats, I heard this morning on NPR that Democrats are slamming other Democrats. Um, it, it hap- it's happening between parents and children. The emotional reactions has the chance of destroying the continuity or the, how do I want to say it, the the growth and development of us as communities, of of us as partners, of us as communities, uh, of us as states and countries. If this is the way that we are going to be solving our problems by emotionally reactive engagement, trying to prove who is bigger and stronger and tougher and better with words or better with solving their issues, we are in trouble. This is You'll Do Anything For Him, You'll Do Anything For Her, A New Relationship Perspective. Live from the BBM Global Network, tune in Radio, iHeartRadio, and Apple iTunes. I'm your host, Dr. Maureen Hosier. See you next week.
1: This has been You'll Do Anything For Him, You'll Do Anything For Her
2: with your host,
1: Dr. Maureen Hosier. Listen each week as Maureen explores a path to understanding your relationships in an effort to make them work best for you. Here on You'll Do Anything For Him or Her with your host, Dr. Maureen Hosier. You've been
0: listening to the BBM Global Network.